All right, we are back on the Fit-ish Project with your host, myself, Lathan Bass. Coming at you this week, I thought that I would talk about my recent accomplishment, which was running a full marathon. If you follow me on social media, you've probably been seeing me post about the training process of you know going from not really being a runner to running my first marathon. And uh, I recently had the opportunity to check that off my goals. So uh, it was a super, super awesome experience, challenging to say the least, but was something that I was excited to do. And, uh, you know, I just thought that I'd get on here and share that with you guys. Uh, just talk a little bit about the, you know, leading up to it, the whole trip, going out to Cali and then the actual race day and kind of how everything went throughout that four hours and 20 minutes of the race and then what was kind of going down after the race and just kind of all the details and give you a little bit more insider perspective and give you some of those details uh, because I had a lot of people reaching out, you know, asking me different questions about how it was and how things were set up and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to just get on here and share some of that stuff. And then I'm also going to do a part two on this and give you kind of a how-to um, because I had multiple people that reached out that said, you know, I've always thought about running a marathon and, you know, seeing you train and do your first one inspired me to do so. So I'm really interested in getting into it, but I don't really know where to start. Or, you know, they had specific questions about training and just different things about running a marathon. And while I'm not an expert by any means, I just said a few minutes ago that I'm not never was really a runner would consider myself somewhat of a runner now, but still a lot to learn. Uh, but one of the things that I really like about fitness is it allows me to try different things, uh, go after different goals. And when I do that, uh, I usually like to jump in head first and learn as much as I possibly can. So I'll follow a bunch of people on social media who have more knowledge than me in a subject, listen to podcasts, read books, um, do a bunch of research and just really learn as much as I can and then actually test a lot of the stuff that I learned to see you know, what works well, what doesn't work well, at least from my perspective. And that way I can give a little bit more knowledge as far as that subject goes and give you something that's not only just my opinion, but also information that comes from people who are a little bit smarter in a certain subject than I am. So in the second episode, I'll give you just kind of a how-to on running my first marathon and what I did, and then maybe you can get some tips uh, and different information that can be helpful for you if you are interested in you know, running like a half marathon, full marathon, just getting into running in general, um, and some of those things that you should be looking out for and just kind of how to approach that whole process. So you can stay tuned for that one, but today, again, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the experience and... Uh, know how everything kind of played out so number one i thought the first decent place to start with this uh episode would just be talking about number one why i wanted to run a marathon uh, i was never a runner as you guys know i was overweight most of my life uh was up over 300 pounds at one point and so running was not something that i enjoyed it was never anything that was you know super pleasant for me. Uh, it was painful at times just being that big and you know, putting a lot of stress on my joints and just not really being in great shape. Uh, so the only reason that I ever really ran was because of sports. 
Uh, obviously, I was always big into sports, and so that's just part of it. When you play sports, you're going to have to run. So, you know, I tolerated running, but especially when it came to, like, long distance or, like, endurance type of events or endurance type of running, that was not my cup of tea. And to be honest, that was a huge reason why I wanted to run a marathon because it's something that I had never considered myself being great at, and I knew that it would be a challenge for me to train for something like this because I knew I was going to have to put in a lot of hours, put in a lot of time, a lot of energy into something that I didn't necessarily love to do. And, uh, you know, being that I am a fitness coach and I ask people to sometimes do a lot of things that they don't necessarily want to do or aren't great at, uh, especially at the beginning, you know, with in terms of fitness, like not everybody loves working out or lifting weights or eating a certain way. But when you have certain goals, it's important to do the things that you have to do to reach those goals if they're meaningful to you. So you're going to have to do things that you don't always like to do. And that's just kind of part of the deal. You know, that's part of life. You have to, again, do things that you're not always thrilled about and may not always be excited about. But if the goal, the end goal is meaningful to you, then you invest in those things and, you know, you use a little discipline, a little grit and consistency and you get through them and get to your end goal. So, again, that was the reason that was a huge reason why I wanted to do this, just to prove to myself that I could do something that I wasn't ever really good at, as well as to have a challenge that challenged me both mentally, because obviously running a marathon is quite a bit as much mental preparation as it is physical, especially when you get into running those longer races where you're out there running for three, three and a half, four, four and a half hours at a time. Like that's not an easy thing to do, uh, to stay focused, to you know keep your mind in a spot where you can keep going and stay positive and all those things. So I wanted the mental challenge of it, but I also wanted the physical challenge of it because I, I do enjoy fitness. And so I like to challenge my body in different ways and you know, see what I can do. So that was another reason. And then also just being, you know, part of the 1% club, uh, a marathon is a pretty big feat and less than 1% of the world's population has ever run a marathon. So it's just something that I thought was kind of cool to be able to be a part of, uh, do something that not a lot of people do. And it's something that, you know, I can say that I have done. And lastly, it was just a goal that would hold me accountable. And for me, as I said, I like to try different modalities and different training methods and just experience different things when it comes to fitness because it keeps it fun and engaging for me personally uh, to chase different goals. But at the same time, too, I know that uh, my experiences uh, being a coach, fitness coach, that when I have more diverse experiences, then I can connect with other people in more ways. So like if I train someone who's interested in running and, you know, wants to do running events or, you know, run a marathon or things like that, I not only have the knowledge about like the training and stuff like that, but I get the other side of things, which is like the mindset part, which arguably is maybe more important when it comes to attaining certain physical goals, like whether it's, you know, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to run a marathon, you're trying to dunk a basketball, whatever the goal may be. A lot of times the mental part of it is going to be the most important because once you get the mental part in order, a lot of times the, you know, the physical things will follow. But if the mental is not right, if you don't have the right mindset, you know, if you're not really committed, if you're not in a place where you can do the things that you need to do 
and you really struggle with following through on things, then attaining any goal is going to be really difficult. And so having that experience and going through the whole mental aspect of doing these challenging things, uh, I think helps me even more as a coach to relate and connect with different people. So that was another reason that I did it. So plenty of reasons uh, to run this marathon for myself and, you know, keeping those reasons in the back of my mind was definitely helpful with training, especially when I did not want to be doing this stuff. Uh, those long runs on Saturdays and Sundays where waking up and, you know, just knowing that you have to go run for two and a half, three hours straight is not the easiest thing in the world, but I knew that it would all be worth it. And uh, so I got through it. But kind of getting into the actual trip and the whole race day and all that good stuff, uh, moving on from, you know, why I did it. But those were just kind of the reasons that I wanted to run a marathon and, you know, why it was important to me. And I will say that, like, if you do have a big goal, whether it's running a marathon or, you know, losing 50 pounds or something that you know is going to take a pretty long time and is going to be difficult, whether it be physical, physically difficult or mentally difficult or both, it's super important to have those those whys kind of laid out and very clear because if you get into something that's going to be difficult and it's going to take a long time and you don't really have a strong reason that you're doing it, it makes it very difficult to stick with it. And obviously, you know that if you're not sticking with it, if you're not being consistent and doing the things that you need to do, then you're not going to be successful within your goal. So uh, a lot of people say certain things or have certain goals or, you know, say like, oh, I want to run a marathon one day, but you have to be real with yourself. Like you can absolutely do those things, but is it something that you actually want or does it just sound good? Because if it just sounds good and you're not actually willing to work for it, then there's no reason to, you know, go for those certain goals. And one thing, one quote that I, that always stuck out with me is it's not really about what you wish for. It's more so about what you're willing to work for, because a lot of us have wishes. You know, I wish I could lose 100 pounds or I wish I could run a marathon or I wish I could bench 315 pounds or I wish I could grow bigger muscles. Like we all wish certain things, but unless you're willing to work for it, then it's going to be tough to get those things. So just be sure that you're going after a goal that's actually meaningful to you. And it's not just something that sounds good or something that you're you know, doing because uh, for other reasons that aren't necessarily that important to you. But getting back to the actual trip. Uh, so I booked this marathon out in Cali and had the idea that I wanted to run a marathon and was you know, coming up on the new year, 2023. Uh, was in January, like super early January. And I was like, um, what would be kind of a cool goal to shoot for this year? Something, you know, that challenged me again, as I said, physically, mentally, uh, all that stuff. And I just, you know, recently accomplished another goal of dunking a basketball, which I had wanted to do for a long time. And I crossed that one off. So I need something new to go after. And I was like, well, maybe I should start running. Maybe I'll do like a half marathon. But then I kind of started thinking about it, um, looking into different races and stuff like that. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go for this thing, I'd rather just do the whole thing all at once, run a full marathon and, you know, cross that off the cross that off the bucket list and just, you know, be done with it. So I was looking at different races and uh, I was like, I, I think I'm going to do it. So I hit up my good buddy, Dan, um, who I knew had run a half marathon in the past and thought that he might be interested in joining me in this little adventure. Um, 
And I thought it'd be kind of fun just to have somebody, you know, have a good friend do it with me, somebody who could help hold me accountable and me hold him accountable. So I hit him up and, you know, he was all for it. We found a marathon out in Cali. Um, we picked one that wasn't going to be extremely hilly or super difficult, but also a place where, you know, we could have some nice weather and have some beautiful views. So we landed on this one. Um, and it happened to be about four and a half months away at the time. So we started training back in January and uh, trained for the next four and a half months and running, you know, three to four times a week, getting those long runs in, uh, suffering through some trial and error stuff with nutrition and figuring out, you know, how hard to run and all that different stuff that you have to figure out when you go from not really knowing a ton about running to trying to run a marathon. So uh, we went through that whole training process and then we, Finally came up to uh, May, which was when we were planning on running this marathon. So again, flew out to Cali uh, Friday morning, got there, uh, just kind of enjoyed the next couple of days, uh, Friday and Saturday, took in the, you know, the nice views, ate some good food, enjoyed the weather, went to the beach, all that good stuff that you do when you're out in California. Because our race was going to be Sunday morning, so we had, you know, some downtime to just kind of chill and settle in and you know, just enjoy ourselves a little bit. So fast forward a little bit to uh, race day or Saturday night, I guess we went to bed pretty early because our race was going to be starting at 5.30 a.m. So we had a pretty early wake up call. 3.45 is when I was going to be getting up for the race day. Uh, we were staying at a hotel that was going to provide a shuttle to the start line, which was really nice and convenient. So Got up about a little over a half an hour before that, you know, got showered up, make sure to eat a decent breakfast, uh, had banana protein shake, bagel, some yogurt, uh, down some water, and then down some Gatorade with electrolytes. Because one big thing that I learned throughout this whole process was the importance of making sure to fuel your body the right way, especially with these longer endurance type of events. Um, when doing other fitness things like for me personally, you know, like lifting weights and stuff like that, like fueling is still important and you want to make sure you're feeding your body, you know, the right things, but especially like in endurance training, when you're doing things that are, you know, longer than an hour, 90 minutes, you know, and then obviously in this case up to like four plus hours, like it's super important to make sure that you're getting the right nutrition and fueling your body with the right things. So making sure you are taking in plenty of carbs and plenty of liquids and then plenty of electrolytes just to make sure that you are, you know, fueled up the right way and that you can perform at your highest. And then it also just helps with recovery and that sort of things too. So I made sure to get some carbs in, some electrolytes, which was a big thing that I realized uh, was super important throughout this process, especially me personally being a person who sweats quite a bit when it comes to like cardio and being like a super salty sweater, that was something that I noticed. Like once I started going on my long runs, I'd come back and I'd have like dried salt all over my face and like all over my arms and stuff. Because when you're sweating out your liquids, you have a certain amount of salt in there. Some people are not quite as salty sweaters as others, but I apparently am a pretty salty sweater. And when you are losing those losing that salt, you're losing electrolytes and electrolytes are important for your muscles again, when you're doing those long endurance things. So electrolytes was something that I always really focused on getting those during my longer runs and then pre-run as well. And then even after runs too. So I uh, made sure to get all that stuff in. 
uh, after I had breakfast, had my liquids, all that good stuff. Uh, we got shuttled from the hotel to where the race started. So that was also really nice, again, having that shuttle from our hotel. And there was a bunch of runners that were staying at this same hotel. Um, so we got shuttled down to the start line at about 5 a.m. or just a little after. And the race was going to be starting in Newport Beach. And then it was going to finish in Costa Mesa. There was over 2,000 people running in the marathon portion of this race, so a good chunk of people, which was kind of cool as we got down to the start line. Obviously, a lot of people out there, just a lot of energy. Uh, they had like MCs and stuff there who were like, you know, announcing and talking to the crowd and getting people pumped up and excited and all that stuff. So there was just kind of a buzz of energy, which was fun to do because, you know, being a former athlete, you enjoy those like competitive events and kind of having the whole crowd and the energy and all that kind of stuff. So that part was really fun um, to kind of get to do that again. So got down there, uh, like I said, a little after five, getting ready for the race, stretched out, went to the bathroom, all that good stuff. Um, they had a group of runners who were more like competitive, like you were, you know, really good runners. Some of these people who run for a living, you know, they started the race off and they were kind of in their own group. And then they had everybody else who were just like your average runners, you know, like we were. So those people took off first. And uh, just a side note, I think uh, the winner won the marathon uh, race with a time of like two hours and 18 minutes, which is pretty insane. Um, I can't remember the exact pace, but it was like five minutes and something seconds per mile for 26.2 miles in a row, which is freaking nuts. But anyways, just a side note, just to, just to kind of show you just the different type of levels of runners there are out there. But again, this is a race, you know, more so for yourself versus trying to compete against a bunch of other people because everybody's out there for, you know, different reasons or maybe have different whys. But at the end of the day, everybody just wants to get a little bit better, improve and, you know, chase their goals. So it's important to just keep that in mind as well. Um, but again, back to you know, the start line, 5.30 rolls around. They send that first group off. So we're next. Um, we're getting ready. You know, there's again, there's tons of people down there, lots of energy, pretty excited. They shoot off the gun and they send us off. Uh, there's different groups throughout there at the starting line um, where you can kind of line up according to your pace. And we hopped in the group that was, I think, 4.35 pace, four hours and 35 minutes was kind of. Uh, the pace that this group was going to run in. So we started there. Um, we wanted to make sure that we started off super slow. That was kind of our strategy. And that was a tip that I had gotten from quite a few people who had run marathons and read about just not starting out too fast and burning all your energy because that makes for a really difficult and long race if you start off too fast and kind of drain your energy all at the beginning. So we started off pretty slow, a uh, nice little easy jog, got warmed up, um, felt pretty good. And as we started going, we started picking up our pace just a little bit, not really trying to push it too much because obviously it is a long race. And again, we didn't want to burn out or do anything you know, stupid that was going to make this race even harder than we already knew it was going to be. But we slowly started picking up our pace and started running, just taking in the views and things like that. And that was one of the really cool things about this race was obviously being right there in Newport Beach. We had some really, really awesome views running along the coastline for a little bit, you know, seeing the beaches and the really nice houses out there and like the marinas with all the boats and stuff like that. Just kind of being able to take in all that stuff was really cool. Um, and then right along with that, one of the other things that I noticed 
right away as we kind of got into it and was running with this big group of people was just all the different kinds of people that were running in this marathon. Like there was literally kids who could not have been older than middle school kids, probably like 13, 14 years old who were running in this marathon. And then you also had people who were for sure over 65 years old. Um, some may be over 70 years old. You had you know tall people, short people, you had bigger people, smaller people. So there was just so many different types of people running, you know, in this, in this event, which I thought was really cool. And, you know, just reminded me of another cool thing about fitness in general is like, it doesn't really matter, you know, what type of, you know, what your looks are or like, you know, what you look like physically, like if you have a goal and, you know, you're just trying to get a little bit better then fitness is something that you can be involved in. Like you don't have to be the most fit. You don't have to be the most ripped. You don't have to be the fastest runner. You just have to be out there trying to get a little bit better and, you know, wanting to pursue a goal. Um, so I thought that was really cool and something that really stuck out to me. And I see why people are attracted to these events just because you see all those people and, you know, it's just really inspiring to see different people out there chasing different goals and, one of the other things that kind of stood out too was like there was a couple couple um parents who were pushing kids who were they had like cancer stickers on their um like these big wheelchair stroller type things um which was also pretty cool to see um just out there you know running a marathon is hard enough but when you're pushing somebody in a wheelchair you know who weighs 100 plus pounds it's pretty incredible just to see them out there pushing themselves and fighting for a cause and stuff like that. So that was really cool to see. But again, as we were into the race, you know, felt really good. We're about five miles into the race and uh, I had to take a pee. So they had porta potties all along the, the race at different spots, along with like water stations and electrolytes and, you know, first aid tents and all that stuff. So about five miles in, I had to take a pee uh, because I think I drank a little bit too much, but, you know, I'd rather be a little bit overhydrated than underhydrated. So uh wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but uh stopped to take a pee and we me and Dan kind of got separated. So we started kind of running our own races uh because he continued and I stopped to go to the bathroom. But it ended up being a pretty good strategy for myself because I noticed every couple three, four miles if I stopped quick, you know, got a little water or went to the bathroom or whatever, it seemed to be kind of a nice little reset and a way to kind of break things up. Um, so that it didn't seem like I was just running for four and a half hours straight. So it ended up being a really good strategy for me that I was that was kind of unintentional, um, but ended up working out. So going through the race, uh, get through mile like nine, ten, and around mile ten, uh, I ended up catching up to Dan again. So uh, we ran together for the next like probably five to six miles. Um, as we caught up again, we were kind of picking up our pace as we were going through. Both of us were feeling really, really good. You know, legs felt pretty fresh. Uh, mindset was super good. Didn't feel really tired. Cardio felt really good. So both of us were feeling pretty confident going into it, going through this race and feeling really good about where we were. And as we got to around like mile 15, 16, we got split up again. So we kind of went our separate ways and uh, continue to go through the race, uh, just taking in the views, keeping up the pace. Was I was running around like a 9.25, 9.30-ish pace at this point, um, which, again, was really good for me personally. And 
So I was pretty excited about, you know, how I was feeling, what I was doing, and uh, things were going really well, feeling really good. So get to about mile 20, um, you know, so we're basically in the fourth quarter of this race, getting towards the end. But from all the things that I had read and, you know, all the info that I had seen from, you know, experienced runners and things like that, there was always this thing that people called the wall that they said to, you know, kind of beware of and to expect or don't be surprised if you kind of hit this point where you just kind of bonk out, like your energy kind of goes a little lower, your pace slows down, your body doesn't feel super great. Maybe your uh, your mindset kind of starts slipping a little bit. Uh, whatever the case may be, a lot of people hit this around like between like mile 20 to 22 is typically where a lot of people start feeling this. And this is exactly where I started to feel it. So got through the first 20 miles relatively easy, I guess to say. Um, I mean, you know, 20 miles is 20 miles, but I felt really good going into that. And then right around that 21 mark, my pace just started slowing way down and my my muscles started really seizing up. My quads were cramping pretty bad and I had to start just slowing down so that, you know, I wouldn't cramp too bad to where I couldn't really move, which obviously wasn't ideal. I didn't want to slow down because I'd been feeling so good for so long. My pace was super good, but I didn't want to get into a position where, you know, I couldn't finish at all. So I slowed down and, you know, started taking it a little bit easier and was hoping that the cramps would go away. And they did not at all. So I was just kind of running with these cramps, like these mild cramps and my quads, especially hamstrings a little bit. But I'd run as much as I could until my quads would not really let me go any further because they'd be cramping up too bad. So then I'd kind of limp for the next 30 to 60 seconds and I'd get myself ready, revved up, ready to go again. And then I'd run as far as I could, which was typically like anywhere between like three to five minutes. And then I'd have to walk again. And I did this for like the next hour. It took me like 15 minutes per mile, I think, for about the next four miles, which obviously was a lot slower than my, my previous pace of nine minutes and like 30-ish seconds. But there wasn't a whole lot I could do because my body wasn't really cooperating. And I just knew as long as that, as long as I could just keep moving that, you know, I'd eventually get to the finish line. And I knew there was no way that I was going to quit this thing. So I was in it for the long haul, regardless of how I was going to have to finish. But it still was very freaking challenging. Like, it's just it's one thing to talk about it. But I feel like until you actually experience like hitting that wall, it's hard to kind of put yourself in those shoes. And like, it wasn't just me. There was plenty of people like who were cramping, people limping along. There was like people like kind of helping each other out, trying to keep each other motivated you know, there was two or three people that passed me that, you know, gave me some motivating words or people that were off to the side that were just spectators. You know, they'd see you kind of struggling and they'd, they'd shout some words of encouragement to you, which was really cool. And one of the things that I really liked about this whole experience was just how supportive everyone was from the runners and then to the spectators and all the volunteers that were helping out. Everybody was super supportive because they know how big of a challenge this is and how difficult it is. Um, so it was nice to, to have that support because, you know, through the training process, about 95% of the time I was running by myself, training by myself, doing all this stuff by myself outside of two or three runs that I got to do with Dan. So it was nice to have that support and run with a group. And I think that makes the, the process a little bit easier and uh, helps you just from you know getting into those negative thoughts and those thoughts of wanting to quit. So that was nice to have there. So while I was kind of limping my way through these next four miles, I just kept trying to remind myself that 
you know, this is part of the deal. And if running a marathon was as easy as it felt like it was going to be through the first 20 miles, then, you know, there'd be a lot more people who would do it. But it's physically challenging. It's mentally challenging. And that's why it's such an accomplishment. So I just tried to remind myself of that in the moment that, you know, this hard part of the whole journey makes the journey that much sweeter when you accomplish that goal. So keep pushing through, keep moving forward. Got through those next four miles very, very slowly. Got to that mile marker 24, hit a little pit stop there, used the bathroom, kind of collected myself a little bit and uh, got my legs back a little bit after taking a, taking a short little break. And as I started to get closer to the finish line, I could hear the crowd um, there was tons of people there at the finish line. Uh, there was like music and bands and different stuff like that. And, you know, for whatever reason, I think it's kind of just like, you know, the being a former athlete and, you know, just being a competitive person, just like feeling all that energy and hearing the buzz of the people and the music and all that stuff just kind of gave me like a second wind, which I don't really know where a second wind comes from after you've been running for over four hours, but it came from somewhere and I was able to start running again, picked my pace way up and was able to just kind of use that energy of the crowd to start going and got my tempo back up. My legs were still cramping, but uh, my body was just was just going and I was passing a bunch of people feeling really good. As I got closer, the crowd was really pumping me up. Um, and as I kind of run through there, like they're all giving me high fives and cheering me on, which was super cool. But as I was running, it was just a good reminder for me, just something that, you know, I think we forget or overestimate or underestimate, I should say, that our bodies are really capable of a lot more than we think, uh, even when it feels like, you know, we, we have nothing left. There's always a little bit more in the tank because I literally felt like from mile 20 to 24 that it was going to be a super big struggle just to get to the finish line and that it was going to take me a heck of a lot longer than it did. But for whatever reason, you know, got that second win, got a little bit of extra energy and uh, was able to push forward. And so, again, just a good reminder that when things get tough, as long as you keep moving forward, you're still giving yourself, you know, a chance to improve and, you know, get to that end goal. And as long as you don't quit, you still have a chance, you know, like things may seem like they're super crappy and they may be super crappy at that time. But as long as you keep moving forward, you're still in the race. And uh, you still have a chance to, you know, hit your goal. So that's what I did and uh, ended up finishing the race in four hours and 20 minutes with an overall pace of 957, which my first kind of overall goal was just to finish the race in general. Being my first marathon, I just wanted to finish and I was going to be happy. Uh, but I kind of had a second goal of running under a pace of 10 minutes. And if I could do that, I would be very happy. And I was able to hit that 957 overall pace, which was super cool. Was very proud of that and uh, made it to the finish line. Super cool feeling to pass that finish line and, you know, be able to check that off the list. Uh, but it was kind of short lived because as soon as you stop running and, you know, that adrenaline wears off a little bit as you're crossing the finish line, all the pain starts to set in. Your legs are just achy. You don't feel real great. You don't have a ton of energy, uh, but it was all worth it. And uh, I'm glad that I did it, even though, you know, afterwards, now being two days later, I'm still extremely sore. My muscles are literally sore to the touch, and I've never been 
more sore than this in my entire life. Uh, I played sports, played competitively my whole life, you know, basketball tournaments for several hours all day, you know, two a days in football, college football, you know, all that stuff. And I have never even been close to this sore in my entire life. So even with all that, like I said, it was still worth it. And uh, I'm very glad that I did it and can say that I've done something that, you know, less than 1% of the world's population has done. And it was something that I could check off my bucket list um, and something to be proud of. So I guess kind of in closing, I just wanted to say that, you know, if you have certain goals out there, whether it's a physical goal, you know, like running a marathon or some other type of physical goal that's that's meaningful to you, even when it seems hard and seems scary and all that, you know, all that stuff that if it's something that you're willing to work for, then it's something that you can achieve. And I know that people say that type of stuff all the time, but it really is true. I never would have thought, you know, thinking back to where I was at 300 pounds that I would be running a marathon and, you know, I just did that. Check that off the list. I did something that not a lot of people do and it was hard and I knew it would be hard and there was times that I wanted to quit. But again, as long as you don't quit, that's the only way that you can possibly reach that goal is if you stay in the race, if you keep doing the things, if you keep being consistent, keep showing up, then you have a chance. And, you know, that's all you can really ask for is to you know put yourself out there and go for those things that you are scared of and a lot of times when you do that when you put the work in consistently you will be surprised at what you can accomplish so you know i had some people that reached out you know and said that they were inspired by me running this marathon which was super cool to hear because it is a nice side effect of doing these things and you know putting these things on social media and talking about them and putting myself out there is to inspire people to do things that you know they may have not ever tried because again i think people a lot of times they underestimate what they can actually do and are scared to go for certain things for the fact that they might fail or they might feel like they look stupid or you know they're putting themselves out there or whatever the case may be like people just don't go for those things that they really want to go for and so for me to be able to provide an example of that is, you know, something that I enjoy doing. And so it's always cool for me when I have people you know, reaching out and say that I inspired them to do something because life is short and you should go for those things that you want to do. Uh, if you have a thought about it, even if it's scary, even if it seems hard, then go for it because it's a lot better to go for something and maybe not reach your ultimate goal or maybe even fail than to have regrets. So um hopefully you know you're still with me and uh you enjoyed hearing about this story and uh i guess the last couple of things that i have to say is that you know for everybody who reached out before the race after the race even during the race while i was running and also just throughout the training process you know cheering me on asking how things were going all that stuff is truly appreciated uh like i said most of this training was done alone and it was not always easy. I did not enjoy all of it, but it was certainly worth it. And also having support from, you know, friends and different people is super awesome to have. So I really do appreciate all of that. And then, like I said, at the beginning, I'll do kind of a part two of a how to all about, you know, how I trained and some tips, things to expect, um, talking about, you know, the mindset and all that different stuff that I learned about running throughout this last four and a half months. I will put that all on a podcast. So for you people that 
are looking to start running or run a marathon or do some type of running event, you guys can check that one out and uh, hopefully get some value out of that. But that is all I have for now. Uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. If you think there's somebody who would enjoy this episode, uh, make sure you share that with them. You know, share this on social media, all that good stuff. Rate, review, you know, that helps to get this out to more people. Appreciate those of you who have done that. And uh, that is all I have for you. So uh, until next time.